Study Article 20. This article will be studied during the week of July 22nd through 28th. Let love motivate you to keep preaching. Theme text. In all the nations, the good news has to be preached first. Mark 13:10. Song 67. Preach the Word. Focus. How love motivates us to be zealous and whole souled in the preaching work. Paragraph 1. Question. What did we learn at the 2023 annual meeting? At the 2023 annual meeting, we received thrilling clarifications on some of our beliefs, and we heard some exciting announcements about our ministry. The footnote reads. The annual meeting was held on October 7, 2023, at the Newburgh Assembly Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses in New York, USA. The entire program was later presented on JW Broadcasting, Part 1 in November 2023 and Part 2 in January 2024. We learned, for example, that some individuals may have an opportunity to side with Jehovah's people even after Babylon the Great is destroyed. We also learned that as of November 2023, Kingdom publishers would no longer be asked to report all their activity in the ministry. Do such changes make our ministry less important, less urgent than before? Absolutely not. Paragraph 2. Question Why does our ministry become more urgent with each passing day? With each passing day, our ministry becomes more urgent. Why? Because time is running out. Consider what Jesus foretold about the preaching work in the last days. Mark 13:10 reads, Also, in all the nations, the good news has to be preached first. According to Matthew's parallel account, Jesus said that the good news would be preached in all the inhabited earth before the end comes. That expression refers to the complete end of Satan's wicked system of things. Jehovah has set the day and hour for the events that will soon unfold. Matthew 24 36. Each day brings us one day closer to that time. Meanwhile, we must keep preaching until the end comes. Paragraph 3. Question What motivates us to preach? As we reflect on our ministry, we do well to consider a soul searching question. Why do we preach the good news? Put simply, love motivates us to preach. What we do in the preaching work reflects our love our love for the good news, our love for people, and above all, our love for Jehovah and his name. Let us consider these one at a time. We preach because we love the good news. Paragraph 4. Question. How do we react when we receive good news? Can you recall how you felt when you received some good news? Perhaps the birth of a new family member, or even the offer of a much needed job? No doubt you were eager to share that good news with your family and friends. Did something similar happen when you heard the best news of all, the good news of God's kingdom? Paragraph 5. Question. 
How did you feel when you first learned the truth from God's Word? Think back to how you felt when you first learned the truth from God's Word. You discovered that your Heavenly Father loves you, that He wants you to be part of His family of worshipers, that He has promised to end pain and suffering, that you can hope to see your dead loved ones come back to life in a new world, and much more. Those truths warmed your heart. You loved what you were learning. And you could not keep those precious truths to yourself. In the picture for paragraph five, we see a brother using the book Enjoy Life Forever to study the Bible with a man. The collage of scenes next to the picture shows the man sharing what he is learning with others. First, with a co worker. Next, with family members. Then, with a friend. The picture caption reads, When we first learned the good news, we could not keep those precious truths to ourselves. Paragraph 6. Question. What do you learn from the experience of Ernest and Rosa? Consider an experience. A brother named Ernest was about 10 years old when his father died. Ernest recalls I wondered, has he gone to heaven? Or has he ceased to exist forever? I envied other children who still had a father. Ernest would regularly go to the cemetery, kneel at his father's grave, and pray, Please, God, I want to know where my dad is. About 17 years after his father died, Ernest was offered a Bible study, which he readily accepted. He was thrilled to learn that the dead are unconscious, as if in a deep sleep, and that the Bible promises a future resurrection. Finally, He found the answers to the questions that had troubled him for so long. Ernest was very excited about the Bible truths he was learning. His wife Rosa joined him in the study and shared his love for the kingdom message. In 1978, they got baptized. They eagerly shared their treasured beliefs with family, friends, and any others who would listen. As a result, Ernest and Rosa have helped more than 70 individuals to progress to baptism. Paragraph 7. Question. What happens when love for Bible truth takes root in our heart? Clearly, when love for Bible truth takes root in our heart, we cannot keep silent. Luke 6 45 reads A good man brings good out of the good treasure of his heart. But a wicked man brings what is wicked out of his wicked treasure, for out of the heart's abundance his mouth speaks. We feel like the first century disciples of Jesus who said, We cannot stop speaking about the things we have seen and heard. Acts 4.20 We love the truth so much that we want to share it with as many as possible. We preach because we love people. Paragraph 8. Question. What motivates us to reach others with the good news? Like Jehovah and his son, we love people. We feel deep compassion for those who are without God and who have no hope. Ephesians 2 12. They are drowning in life's problems, and we have the life vest that they need the good news of God's kingdom. Our love and compassion for such ones motivates us to make every effort to reach them with the good news. That precious message can fill their hearts with hope, 
help them find the best possible life now and give them the prospect of the real life, everlasting life, in God's new world. 1 Timothy 6.19 The picture for paragraph 8 shows a sister using a tract to witness to a woman at a cafe. The picture caption reads, Our love and compassion for people motivates us to make every effort to reach them with the good news. The following is supplementary information. Love people. Make disciples. This new brochure features 12 qualities that we need to cultivate in order to show love in the ministry and to make disciples. Each lesson in the brochure helps us to focus not on what we want to say, but on the concerns and interests of others. Ask yourself, what is on their mind? What are their needs? As stated in the introduction, love, more than any specific technique, will help you reach your goal of making disciples. Returning to the article, Paragraph 9, Question What warning do we give about the future and why? Our love for people also moves us to warn them about the approaching end of this wicked world. Ezekiel 33, 7 and 8 reads, As for you, son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman to the house of Israel. And when you hear a word from my mouth, you must warn them from me. When I say to someone wicked, Wicked one, you will surely die. But you do not speak out to warn the wicked one to change his course. He will die as a wicked man because of his own error. But I will ask his blood back from you. We have pity for our neighbors and our unbelieving family members. Many go about their daily lives unaware of what is coming, a great tribulation such as has not occurred since the world's beginning until now. No, nor will occur again. Matthew 24:21 We want them to know what will happen during that time of judgment. False religion will be removed and the destruction of the entire wicked system will follow at Armageddon. We pray that as many as possible will respond to the warning and join us in pure worship now. But what about those who do not heed the warning at this time, including beloved family members? Paragraph 10, question Why is it urgent that we keep sounding the warning? As explained in the preceding article, it may be Jehovah's will to save people who have a change of heart when they see the destruction of Babylon the Great. If so, then it is all the more urgent that we keep sounding the warning. Consider this. What we tell them now may give them something to remember then. Perhaps they will reflect back on the warning they heard from us and be moved to join us in pure worship before it is too late. Like the jailer in Philippi who had a change of heart only after a great earthquake occurred, perhaps some who do not respond now will have a change of heart after the world-shaking destruction of Babylon the Great. Acts 16, 25-34 We preach because we love Jehovah and His name. Paragraph 11, question, How do we give Jehovah glory, honor, and power? The most important reason why we preach the good news is that we love Jehovah God and His holy name. 
We view our ministry as a way to praise the God we love. Revelation 4.11 reads, You are worthy, Jehovah our God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power, because you created all things, and because of your will they came into existence and were created. We wholeheartedly agree that Jehovah God is worthy to receive glory, honor, and power from His loyal worshipers. We give Him glory and honor when we share with others the convincing evidence that He created all things and that we owe Him our very existence. We give Him power, our power, when we use our time, energy, and resources to share in the ministry as fully as our circumstances allow. Put simply, We love to speak about the God we love. We also feel compelled to tell others about His name and what it stands for. Why? In the picture collage for paragraph 11, we see ways we can share the good news with others. The first scene shows a couple in Africa preaching to a woman and her children outside their home. In the next scene, we see a sister witnessing to a woman at a bus stop while waiting for the bus. The last scene shows a brother, while on vacation at a beach, talking with a man sitting next to him. The picture caption reads, We give Jehovah our power when we use our time, energy, and resources to share in the ministry as fully as our circumstances allow. Paragraph 12. Question. How do we sanctify Jehovah's name in our ministry? Our love for Jehovah moves us to sanctify His name. We want to have a part in clearing His name of the reproach that Satan has brought on it by his malicious lies. In our ministry, we are eager to stand up for our God, telling the truth about Him to all who will listen. We want everyone to know that His greatest quality is love, that His way of ruling is righteous and just and that His kingdom will soon end all suffering and bring peace and happiness to the human family. When we defend Jehovah's reputation in our ministry, we sanctify His name. We also have the satisfaction of knowing that we are living up to our name. How so? Paragraph 13. Question. Why are we proud to be called Jehovah's Witnesses? Jehovah has called us to be His witnesses. Isaiah 43, 10-12 reads, You are my witnesses, declares Jehovah, yes, my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and have faith in me and understand that I am the same one. Before me no God was formed, and after me there has been none. I... I am Jehovah, and besides me there is no Savior. I am the one who declared and saved and made known when there was no foreign God among you. So you are my witnesses, declares Jehovah, and I am God. Some years ago, a letter from the governing body stated, The greatest honor that any of us could enjoy is that of being called one of Jehovah's witnesses. Why is that so? Consider an illustration. If you needed someone to be a character witness for you in a court case, you would choose someone you know and trust, someone whose reputation would make his testimony trustworthy. 
By choosing us to be His witnesses, Jehovah shows that He knows us well and that He trusts us to testify that He is the only true God. We feel so honored to be His witnesses that we seize every opportunity to make His name known and to combat the many lies that have been told about Him. By doing so, we live up to the name that we are so proud to bear, Jehovah's Witnesses. We will keep preaching until the end. Paragraph 14, Question What exciting prospects lie ahead of us? What exciting prospects lie ahead of us? With Jehovah's blessing, we hope to see many more accept the truth before the Great Tribulation begins. Also, we are thrilled at the possibility that even during the darkest time in human history, the Great Tribulation, we may see still more people turn away from Satan's dying world and join us in praising Jehovah. Paragraphs 15 and 16 question, What will we keep doing and until when? Meanwhile, we have work to do. We have the privilege of sharing in a never-to-be-repeated proclamation, the preaching of the good news of God's kingdom throughout the earth. At the same time, we must keep sounding the warning. People need to know that the end of this wicked system of things is rapidly approaching. Then, when that time of judgment arrives, they will know that the message we preached came from Jehovah God. What, then, are we determined to do? Motivated by love, love for the good news, love for people, and above all, love for Jehovah God in His name, we will keep preaching with eagerness, urgency, and zeal until Jehovah says, It is enough. How do the following motivate us to preach? Love for the good news, love for people, love for Jehovah and His name. Song 54, This is the Way. End of article.